Welcome back to the Off The Waitlist Podcast. I'm your host, Moses Siem. It is episode 22. We get a chat to the one, the only, Brittany Williams, a celebrity superstar trainer, podcast host, uh, all of the above. Amazing woman, high energy, and we just hit it off right away. So I'm really excited for you to get to hear her story just a little bit. Uh, full disclosure, this took way, 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 way too long to get out to you. We recorded this in the summer of 2022. It is currently, looking at my computer, wow, January 29th of 2023. So again, apologies that this took way too long. Apologies to Brittany. I know we talk about like ACs breaking down and you're like, why are we talking about AC in January? So apologies again, but without further ado, let's get this started. Brittany Williams. There she is. Hello, hello. I'm what? so sorry. Oh my gosh, no worries. <laughs> like, of course, you go to log in and I'm like, cool, yeah, sure. Yep, that's yep. that's not a problem. No problem. Uh, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Good. Uh, thanks for hopping on. Of course, good. thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, so I'm too cheap to get the pro version. That's fine. So we so have we 40 minutes. So we it. got 40 minutes. That's we'll perfect. Pr- we'll probably like cut and then... <laughs> Come and back. then come back. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. I've a, tr- honestly like I've been wanting to go back to Zoom for that exact like because I'm cheap and don't want to pay for something, so yeah. I respect it 100%. Uh and it's really nice cuz like you can cut the audio. It does audio and visual. That's like, nice. It, it yep. does it two separately. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, I'm switching. Really you've you've inspired me Good. to switch. <laughs> go team Zoom, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. what is up? Not much. Just, uh, you know, I literally just finished working out. So if you see me like do a little bit of this, it's because I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I'm good. I'm so excited. I, uh, have, I haven't listened to every episode of your podcast, but I have listened to a few with people that I know. Oh, no. Uh, so it's so funny when you like tag me, I was like, Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. Um, who, who's, who are some people that, you know, uh, so, uh, I listened to Hannah's first. So Hannah and I know each other from pure bar. I don't know if she told you that or not. Yeah. But she was you know the one you- that shouted you out. Yep. Uh, that's who I know from her originally. And then I listened to Evans, uh, most recently, um, I've taken like some of his berries class back when it was like berries at home. Um, and so like, I just, you know, Dope. it was fun to do so. Yeah. Dope. Uh, are you from Seattle? No, I'm not. I li- literally we've been in Portland in the Northwest for the past six years. Okay. Um, and then, uh, but I'm from Texas originally born and oh, raised. Cool. Long yep. ones. Yeah. I'm an owl. I'm from rice, owl. but yes, I will. We need <laughs> longhorns versus anything else. Anyone else? Yes. I'm go longhorns. Uh, so here's the deal. Um, yep. this is the first time Brittany and I are meeting. I think. Yeah. Got, yeah. yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I honestly, sure. I just like never know. I to your it. point, yeah, that's fair. I, I'm like, I just got done teaching in an infrared room. So same thing as you, if you see me like, <laughs> Oh my God. I'm so hot. So I'm literally sweating. Yeah. Like I was like, all right, great class, everyone. I got to go. I need like, to make sure my AC is on. Yeah. Uh, oh God. You have AC. Yeah. Do you not? 
No, man. Seattle. Oh, see, I mean, that was when I moved from Texas to Portland. That was one of my few, like, so my boyfriend at the time, now husband, lived here. And that was one of my few non-negotiables. Like, I was like, nope. Like, we will live in AC. He lived in a dope spot and I made him move. <laughs> like, he lived in, an, it was cheap. It was beautiful views. It was perfect, but it didn't have AC. And I, I put my foot down. Yeah, you're like, I no. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather live in a crappier place that has a correct <laughs> and we did that's that's exactly what we did like i i it's deal breaker for me yeah it's like uh addition by subtraction mm-hmm. um all right well shit then since you've listened to a couple pods yeah uh thank you for doing that by the way of course you know that i start with a 60 second life story mm-hmm <laughs> So you're probably super prepared. I'm not this. prepared. I, I will say yeah. <laughs> I'm zero percent prepared. When I say I truly just finished my workout, I had this like, <laughs> oh shit, I should probably like prepare. No, like, that's kind of how I run my podcast. I don't prepare that much. Yeah. I just kind of like to wing it. It's got to go so off the cuff. I feel like that was kind of your vibe. So I yeah. thought it was okay. I the thought show. it was better that way. Cause I don't want to be like, hi, my name is Brittany Williams. Like, it's no, way that's better. Not, that's not who I am. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page then. Yeah. All right. So when there's like 15 seconds left, I'll give you a little hand signal. Oh, thank you. So that, that way, you know, that we're getting close. All right. Okay. Ready? Uh-huh. 60 seconds on the clock. Three, two, <laughs> one, go. Go. Uh, my name is Brittany Williams. I am a fitness instructor. Uh, I live in Portland, Oregon, um, but I uh, have a workout program that is online. So I Certainly feel like while I live in Portland, I think my sphere of influence in my community uh, certainly uh, is bigger than that, which I love. I am a people person. I am super, super outgoing. I mean, I think my pinky fingers could have conversations with anyone in this world because I just love um, people. I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas, uh, where I grew up as a runner, always was very athletic and fitness has always been a big part of my life. Um, Ran track and cross country in college and then moved to Baltimore, Maryland to work for Under Armour, the sports apparel and footwear company. And I did that for 12 years. Uh, Six of those years were in Portland. And then most recently, I quit uh, Under Armour last year to follow fitness full time. So now I'm a full time fitness trainer, influencer, content creator, living the life. Boom. 60 seconds. Exactly. That was pretty good. Uh, that was phenomenal. Oh, thanks. Like, uh, when you say your pinkies could have conversations, <laughs> like I'm, I'm like, damn, I believe, I believe it again. Like truly. This is the first time I'm meeting Brittany and, uh, it's, it's like, she's talking to me like I'm her best friend. I love it. <laughs> um, let's, I always like to start at the beginning just cause, especially yeah. with someone that I haven't met yet. Um, what were you like as a kid growing up in San Antonio? Texas? Oh my gosh. Well, I was definitely, um, like a perfectionist, like everything had to be perfect. I'm an only child. I think that's one of the most important things you should probably know about me mm. <laughs> because like every bad habit that I have, you can be like, yeah, she's an only child. Like that tracks. That makes Ooh, sense. Like what? Um, like everything's got to be perfect. Yeah. Everything's got to be perfect. Like, um, I'm just now at 34 starting to slow down and like, listen to other people. And like, maybe I'm wrong sometimes. <laughs> I'm saying got it but like as a kid that wasn't the case like it was my way or the highway um 
And maybe she was a little spoiled, you know, like I'll admit it. Um, but I was super athletic, tomboy to a T. Like my mom wanted to have the girly girl that she could dress up like a doll. And she did that. But like, I also played sports, like there was no tomorrow. So, I mean, I was like, every best friend I feel like I've ever had has been a boy. I have been on the boys sports teams for forever. Just like that very stereotypical, like, what's that TV show? That movie, Little Giants? Yes. Yeah, like that was me. But Icebox. But yeah, but like definitely smaller and, and like a shrimp. I didn't have, I could not play football, that's for sure. And my mom dressed me like I was a doll. So a little different than Icebox, but same, same. <laughs> how, tall, how tall are you? Uh, I'm five, five. I'm average now, but I was a preemie when I was born. Mm. So I was uh, very small as a kid. Well, like I just, uh, did you like growing up in Texas? Yeah, I loved it. I think that Texas certainly has a lot of mixed emotions now today in 2022, but For I think sure. even, even when I go back, I think that the uh, level of hospitality that you get in Texas, and I think that the level that people care about their family, like growing up in San Antonio, that is a very family oriented, oriented city. And so like, it just felt like a great place to grow up in. Now, I would not want to uh, be in college in San Antonio. I don't know mm. what I would do. I don't know where I would go out. Like, I truly don't know what the kids do. <laughs> like, like, I am glad that I like moved <laughs> and like did my own thing. Uh, but I think that for the ages that I was there, uh, I absolutely loved it. Right. So then you said you moved to Baltimore. Yeah, I've lived in like Texas, Baltimore to Portland, Oregon, maybe three of the most jarring places you could live and are all in extremes in their own right. For sure. For sure. <laughs> like in, in totally different ways. Yes. Um, yeah. how long, how long were you in Baltimore for? Uh, six years. Oh, so like a good amount of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what, uh, how old were you when you moved to Baltimore? Yeah. So I went to a uh, college and I was still in, in, in Houston. So I was at Rice until university until I was, let's, what is that? 23 when you graduate 22. I don't even yep. know. Yep. And then I was there for six years and then I've been in Portland for six years since. So I was in Baltimore and I say that like I lived in the cities I've lived in at the perfect times. Texas was great when I was growing up yep. learning values and being a good person. And then Baltimore, like I was a student athlete in college, so I didn't really get your like typical like rager parties like yeah. I did that but not to the level of which your typical athlete student would right you're still but that when disciplined I got to athlete Baltimore mm. your girl had some fun like okay. I just let it go and I think it was like perfect because Baltimore is definitely a party city it's a football city it's like a go hang out in the streets and like sit and like on the stoop and have a barbecue <laughs> with your friends and like it just just brown bagging it Yes. Like that is like the vibe in Baltimore. And I, so like I left Baltimore very much because I was like, I cannot imagine raising a family here. I could I could do it if I had to. But like, I don't imagine me being here for forever. And it, so it was perfect to be there like mid 20s. Yeah. Just like I've got a little bit of money so I can actually go out and like have fun. <laughs> but like totally yeah. was was it culture shock? Or were yes. you like ready? Yes and no. I think I was a little ready. So I had interned at Under Armour for um, two summers. So in college, I would live in Baltimore in the summers and then come back to Houston for school. Mm. So I very much knew what I was getting myself into. Yeah. 
but I definitely think I did not expect. Um, so I lived in Houston, which is a super in college, which is a super diverse city. Uh, Baltimore, very diverse, but to the point to where there are more black people than there are white people or any other um, race. And like that felt jarring, even mm. as a black person to mm. be like, wow, I am not actually not the minority anymore. True. Um, and so I think that that was not a bad jarring, but it certainly was something to adapt to. Uh, and honestly, it was pretty cool to get to experience because I had never been in that situation. Before. Right. Yeah, I think that's rare for me too. like most of my friends are white. Yeah. And like I grew up in a very white same part of town. So I I was telling my friend this the other day when I hear the Korean language. It's like a weird at home peace feeling, even though I don't really know it. Yeah, I don't really speak it, but it's yeah. just like this. I don't know, like it feels like just kind of like this nest <laughs> that that yeah. I belong in. And so like, I don't know if you felt that way, like going to Baltimore, like where it was like a new experience, but also like, okay, like I kind of, I kind of feel the vibe here. Yeah. It, well, it's kind of interesting because I've, I've always been the quote unquote token black girl, like just I ran cross country, for example. So while everyone's like, Oh, like everyone sees me and they're like, Oh, were you a, sprinter and i'm right. like that's one of the most racist things you could say to me yeah. <laughs> because i'm black you must have been fast like no i was a long distance runner um and so i've been the one black girl in you know all the teams i've ever been on in my school like all the different classes i've been in so it was weird go to baltimore and to not be that anymore mm. and so while it did feel welcoming it also felt odd like, mm. I, I almost think that I felt like I was being judged by other black people. Like, am I not playing my role as a black person? Right. right. Um, and I don't think I actually was being judged. I think that was definitely something that I put on myself. But there certainly were those moments where, like, I've never been in a room where it's just black people outside right. of family functions. But, right. like. You know, I it, it, that was a really interesting kind of phenomenon that I like forgot that I was going to experience. Yeah, I well, but I loved it. I'm here for the challenge. It's not even a challenge, but I'm here for the for the pushing yourself and kind yeah. of your identity and the boundaries of that. Yeah, yeah, I feel you because it wasn't until recently where I started to get comfortable in being Asian. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe in the past like few years, and um, but it, it sounds like you've been really comfortable in your skin for a really long time. I mean. Just yeah, I, I certainly have struggled with it. I think when I first moved to Baltimore was one of the times that I struggled um, a lot with um, my perfectionism. And mm. I definitely was getting more um, like panic attacks and anxiety attacks at that time, unrelated to the black experience. Right. But just, I think, trying to, you know, moving away from something that you knew for so long totally. and having to adapt and uh, being in the workplace for the first time was super um I was super hard on myself to be perfect at everything which right. at, when you're an entry level job and you're brand new like you're not you're going to mess up all the time totally <laughs> and you're trying to make new friends on top of that and you're trying to you know like it's I, it's it was it's a lot to balance for a 23 year old 20 right, 22 yeah. year old yeah for, for sure. sure um so what college did you go to then I went to Rice University in okay. Houston go Owls um yes. it is very small so not a lot of people know it but um I loved it can you name three athletes that went to Rice? You mean like famous athletes? Yeah. Because I can certainly name lots. Um, oh, <laughs> three famous athletes. 
Um, this is like wow, you really mater. put me on the spot. I know alma mater okay, trivia. Well, I cert- okay, so these are not necessarily people that you're gonna know, but I could know two NFL players. So Andrew Sandejo, he was definitely he is yep. a good fr- uh, was a friend of mine. He now plays for I can't remember which team he currently plays for, but his longest stint for I think for a team the Vikings? Was with the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Okay, he yes, was with the Vikings. He just recently, yeah, he just recently, um, what's it called? Switch um, teams. Yeah, yeah. Switch teams, and I can't remember what the new team is. Um, I mean, I can name people. I just don't think they're famous. Yeah, let's see Do if you know I know. What I'm them. Saying like, yeah, let's see if I know. You're them. not like you're not going to know track people. Oh, that's true. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the the Sunday is good. One. He's the he's the and I actually feel like that counts because like he was from San Antonio. He's my year. Ooh, we had the same major. Homegrown. Like I know. Yeah, like I may not talk to him now. Like I can't be like, oh, yo, Sandejo, like let's hit Vegas. That's right. not happening. <laughs> right. But like if I showed up, he would probably remember me. Yeah, so he'd be like, yo, for something. hell yeah, it does. Um, I'm going to, I'm, there's someone super massive famous that I'm, I'm sure all of my friends are going to be like, I can't believe yeah. you forgot <laughs> blank. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. Uh, what, so coming out of Baltimore, what may, why Portland? So uh, my husband was the one who was the impetus. So we were dating and he also worked for Under Armour. We met at work uh, in Baltimore. And like on our first date, he told me, I want to move to Portland. He had Mm. lived there previously and his job, he's a footwear researcher and Nike, Adidas and Under Armour all have their labs for that job in Portland. So if you're in that industry, you kind of know you're going to make it to Portland at some point, right? Right. So he kind of knew that eventually my role at Under Armour will most likely get me to Under Armour. And sure enough, he eventually moved. And then we were long distance for a year. And then I refused to move until I had a job that wasn't just like, I didn't want just like a lateral role. I wanted to actually be moving up in the company. I'm like, my career still came first over my relationship at that point. Um, So I waited until the right job opened up in the Portland office for Under Armour. And then I just transferred out there or out here. Um, So part work, but part boyfriend so you met your boyfriend at work yeah dip my pen in the company ink uh, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't going there but yes um i love hearing how people met how so yes. you guys met at work what mm-hmm. was it like were you like oh this guy's cute oh this is a great story so uh no it wasn't like that at all he <laughs> <laughs> Because he isn't cute. That's just not how it went down. Right. So I shared a cute nice quote. save. Yeah, you're correct. He'll never listen to this, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> uh, but his mom probably will. So Kathleen, you're you raised a wonderful child. There you go. Um, he I shared a cubicle with his boss, and like no joke. And so he that's how he we met because he would just kind of like come around and be talking to his boss and whatever. Uh, And then I just kind of knew him around the office because we worked on the same floor. And then we went to a happy hour for work for a going away party for a girl. And we lived kind of close together. So I offered to drive him home uh, after the work happy hour. And then not, I didn't have, I I was just being nice. Do you know what I'm saying? Just like it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You're a Texas girl. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And it was dinner time. So I was like, Hey, we should grab some dinner. Or maybe he said that. I don't know. And then we went to dinner. He counts that as a date. I do not because I was just being nice in my head. Like zero part of me at the time was like, this is a date. (laughs) Even when we exchanged phone numbers, I was just like, but you did think he was cute. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I did think he's, but I, I wasn't romantically interested You're at right, that point, and right. I wasn't gonna like. You're you just know, like, oh, he's cute. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like, this is just the kind of person I am. I yeah. would go to dinner with just about anybody if you live near to me and we're I'm driving you home and we're both and you felt like they were nice correct and you're not gonna like yeah exactly right um that was October Uh, he would reach out to me like every weekend and be like yo let's hang out yo let's do this let's whatever and I always thought he was trying to like meet people I still didn't think he was interested in me I don't this he's super um He's a man of very few words. He's very um, quiet. Okay. So like he does not put out signals. Right. Okay. Like even now I have to be like, what are you thinking? Because like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And so typical I, male, but even like to the extreme. Do you know okay. What I'm okay. Like, okay. 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 I, I feel you. Like I had no idea he was interested in me. So I would invite him out, but it was always when I was rolling deep into the bar with like 20 other people. I'm like, this is great. Rob will meet somebody and he'll get friends. <laughs> like that's literally my thought process that went on. And then December, it was the week before Christmas. So this has been going on for two and a half months. Two now. Mo- yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what clicked, but something clicked where I knew it was a date because I remember being very nervous and went picking out my outfit with my best girlfriend ooh, ooh. and we went to an ugly sweater Christmas party and uh like for some you, reason like you, again, like you like you shaped your legs you yeah I did the whole thing I like did not wear an ugly sweater a Christmas sweater because I I want listen hear me out I want to be cute <laughs> I'm that girl I told you okay, okay, okay. I want to be yep. cute so I went and I bought a shimmery like it was like a gold, like snow shimmer sweater. So it was a sweater, but it was yep. a cute sweater. Mm. Do you know what I'm but saying? But it was still Christmas themed. But it was still Christmas themed, okay. but it was actually cute. I mean, I'll um, allow it. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. And uh, yeah, I w- we went on that date. And I don't, again, I can't tell you what it was that made me realize it was a date. But then I remember we both left for Christmas break to go see our families like a couple of days later. And I remember he texted me every single day. And I was like, okay. Some any guy that's just trying to you know, like get in your pants or this is going to be a fling isn't texting you every day over Christmas break. <laughs> like most likely will just hit you back up when you're both back in town. True. And so that's when I knew that like, okay, this guy is serious. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It all started at an ugly Christmas sweater party. Yeah. Well, it started before that, but yes. Well, for, for you. <laughs> for me, it did. But yeah. for him, he literally, he was like, oh, Brittany was just trying to play hard. She was playing games. And I'm like, no, I don't play games. If I'm interested, you'll know. <laughs> well, you know, like when a guy reaches out like that. Yeah. Generally means we're pretty interested. Yes. I agree. Uh, generally. I, generally. Generally. Yeah. But yeah. I just feel like, again, I have a lot of guy friends, like mm. even in my adult life, like my best friend is a guy and I have never once felt like, oh, is he hitting on me? Like, right. I, I've, it just has been very clear. And I don't know, there, I've been hit on by guys before at work. And I never quite, Rob was the first person who I, I did not pick up on there. Well, I guess I wouldn't know. Maybe there are guys out there that tried to hit on me and I didn't get it. True. I didn't get the memo. But I got the memo from but, other men. But also you felt safe with it. Yeah. Is, is a thing. That's right? true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's, I do appreciate that. He never was like, hey, baby, you right. want to come over? Yeah, you wanna, yeah, you know, there was I'm never saying. any of that. Yeah. So like that probably is why he ended up me with the end because like he was friendly and nice. <laughs> Versus like treating me, you know, like an animal or a piece of meat or something. Any single guys out there 
take listen note. to that. Yes. Take mm-hmm. note. But at least try a little bit. Be yeah. firm at the beginning, but mm. then back off, See? back off softly. Dan, mm-hmm. this is a whole nother podcast right now. <laughs> didn't know you were coming for a relationship advice. Yep. Yep. Um, great. How did he propose or did you Um, propose? Oh gosh, this is a story too. You're hitting on all of the best Mm, stories. Let's go. Originally. Um, so we were together for, I think six or seven years before we got six, six years, seven years, let's say six and a half until we got engaged. Uh, he asked my dad, one year when we were back home for Christmas for my hand in marriage, but I was in the house and when, and because my, he didn't really have a lot of time to ask him. So he's like, we got to cut this. We got to make this quick. So when I walked into the room after they had had the conversation, my dad was just so excited that he was like, congratulations. No. Yeah. Like just totally could not. My dad held the secret for about 30 <laughs> seconds. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it just, and Rob was like, what part of like, she doesn't know. I haven't bought the ring. We haven't started the process at all, but like, I'm here with you in person. You live 2000 miles away. So I don't get to see you often. So I definitely knew it was happening. So I asked Rob, okay, like my number one, I don't care at all what the wedding is like. I'm not a girly girl. I don't care. But the one thing I do want is a surprise uh, engagement, which that obviously ruined. Ruined it. Yep. So I said, Pick a weekend, any weekend. I don't care. Do not tell me we're going somewhere. Like truly plan a surprise. And I'm a very busy person. And as you know, trying to get like subs and stuff for group fitness is difficult. So I literally laid it out for him. I was like, you call the studio that I worked at in advance. Say Brittany is teaching on Saturday. Have someone cover her classes. Oh my. And just, I will, and like, and that's how you do it. Cause I've been that girl. I've been the girl on the other side where one of my teammates who's teaching on a Saturday is getting proposed and I've taught for her, but she doesn't know it. You know? Yeah. That didn't happen. He told me, what are you doing on February 16th? And I'm like, <laughs> are you effing kidding me? And sure enough, I had my nails done. I had my nice dress picked out. We drove out to the beach in, um, on the Oregon coast. Uh, and he had rented a really nice house and he proposed on the water. Uh, so I knew the weekend it was happening, but I didn't know like in the actual moment he did it. He did a good job in which he did it at breakfast. So I literally was like cooking and he's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I'm in my like PJs. Do you know so what I'm that saying? was like, a surprise. That was, he did. He did. He ended up doing very well, but I was in my PJs, you know, a mess. I still had drool on my face. I hadn't like washed <laughs> my face. You know what I'm saying? Just like yeah. straight ugly. And <laughs> I turn, I turn around and he dressed in a full suit. He went to the bathroom, completely dressed, gelled his hair, did the whole thing. And so that part like made the surprise because there like, you I go. Was, it was totally thrown off um, so that he did a good job. But I have a few complaints along the way. <laughs> but he did a good job in the end. <laughs> As an only child should. Yeah, you know correct. What I mean? that's, that's fair. See, there you we know, go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, you know, I would have done it differently, but thank correct. you. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. I could always complain about something, but again, it's because I'm the only child. That is hilarious. You said his name's Patrick? Rob. Rob. Okay. I don't know where I got Patrick. <laughs> Me neither, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, And inter- interracial relationship, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. He is white as white can be. Great. Yeah. Any Any issues there? No, I actually feel like it was something that I wanted my whole life. Like I kind of, I don't know. Like I can't yeah. tell you what it was. Yeah. I've, I've dated, I've had, I've dated the whole gamut. Yep. I've had black boyfriends, Asian, 
white, Hispanic, the whole thing. But for something just told me that it, it was going to be interracial. I don't think I was mm. trying to find um, a white husband by any means. Right. But, um, no, it hasn't been a problem at all. I think um, there's certainly things that he has had to learn, like in 2020, when like George Floyd happened and all of that, we had to kind of sit down and have really, I think, deep conversations of like, sure, sure. we've been in this relationship for eight years, but like, when we have kids, these are things we're going to have to teach them. Mm. And like, I had to kind of make sure that like he, I knew he would be on board, but like, right. you don't know what you don't know. True. You know? So I think yep. that's kind of more on me to just make sure that when there are moments to educate him about the black experience, I try to do so. Right. So that he doesn't assume what, what the experience is like. True. I think, I think we all did like, yeah. Like, yeah. I think it took all of us to be like, wow, we, get, we really got to step back for sure. Um, speaking of 2020, how, how's everything been post pandemic? I mean, we're still in it, but I mean, um, honestly, my life completely changed during mm. the pandemic for the better. So I'm kind of one of those annoying stories that like people will let their eyeballs roll into the back of their head because they're like, Oh, if this girl actually, this is going to end up this better. Spoiled girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, my life completely changed. So I, that's, I, um, I'm a fitness trainer on the sweat app, which is one of the world's largest uh, fitness apps dedicated to women's fitness. There you go. Uh, and so they reached out to me in the summer, fall of 2020, uh, because they were adding to their roster because as, as you know, like digital fitness in 2020 was like all the rage. Yep. Um, so to get that opportunity was completely life-changing. It, it was the opportunity that allowed me to completely to quit my job of 12 years, to change my career trajectory completely. Um, so Hell yeah. I, while I'm of course upset by the pandemic and it was tough, don't get me wrong at the time yeah. when it started, I was living in a 700 square foot apartment with no door, just a, a studio apartment with my now husband. And that was miserable to be yeah. with someone for 24 hours, seven days a week like that. Um, You're like, I love you, but, but you but, need to get out. <laughs> yeah. I still don't think, I still think it would be worse to be completely single and alone at that time. Like mm. I really felt for my friends who lived completely themselves no roommates uh yeah, no other away from family like that hat that would I, like i'm not even pretend like i hold a flame to that but it is really hard to live with someone 24 7 and like just not be able to get away yeah, going to yep. the bathroom was like a break <laughs> do you know what i'm saying yeah for real um dang well uh, honestly most people that i've talked to i think we've been we've been pretty blessed and pretty fortunate uh that you know we have our health we have yeah all that stuff uh for us and i you know a lot of people have that same type of story where we kind of found ourselves in that time yeah, and yes. we kind of found um we we obviously we all had to pivot into something else as far as fitness is concerned and For so, sure. and so I think a lot of, a lot of people pr have that same, maybe not on your level, uh, as drastic. um, yeah, as drastic certainly, but I, I know a lot of people who kind of found that peace and that kind of next step in their life through all this. So, I mean, I think so many, it forced us to slow down. And I think when you have time to spare, you get to pick for the first time what your time was going to be spent doing. True. And I think that like when you don't have the happy hours and the birthday parties and the 
all of the things that kind of our time sucks, you know, the commute to work, the whatever. Yeah. You just, I, I just remember, and this is certainly my own experience because I don't have children. So I think that if I had kids, my experience would be very different during True. COVID. But, but I think that I had way more time on my hands than I ever had. Mm -hmm. And I, it was a sitting duck. And I was, again, this is my personality of an only child. I was like, I have to be doing something. Like I felt like unworthy or guilty that like I was bored. So I just filled it with... I learned so many different things. Right. I was constantly trying to teach myself something new, but then there's a few of those things that actually stuck with me that I'm still doing to this day, simply because I had the time to teach myself new skills or to learn a new hobby or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, from there, like your Instagram started blowing up. Yeah. Uh, what's it like managing that Instagram? Like, I like even for me who has like 2000 followers, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it feels like a job sometimes, but managing, you know, over a hundred thousand followers, what, yeah. like, what is that day to day? Like it's truly like, and I say this even before it was truly my job. Like now I do say that social media is part of my job. Right. But even before when I was still working at Under Armour and I had a full-time job, I said it was like a job. And I think the only way I've been able to manage it is to treat it like such. Like mm. I treat my DMs like my email inbox. And the mm. same way that you want to like show up at work is the same way that I want to show up on social media. And I think that it's much harder than people um expect and not just for the yes there are people who are going to call you ugly or fat or more more often in these days it's other fitness trainers wanting to point out that your shoulder your right shoulder form wasn't great and your shoulder pressed and your left like more often than not it's other trainers bashing me than it is random people yeah um i get a lot of men asking for feet pictures all the time because i teach a lot of bar and bar is done barefoot so that that part like i think is like exactly what you think it is right but the hard part is to stay consistent to mm. feel like you can be there for people i think one thing that was really hard for me when i started growing um the sweat app is a global app and um now what uh only 30% of my followers are in the United States. Mm. So that means that 70% of people are online at times that don't follow my life. So like when I go to sleep, all of Australia and like Asia they're like tagging you like, "Oh my god." Yes. So there it ne it truly never turns off and that truly has been the hardest part where I think when I was smaller, I would go balls to the wall for 2 hours, answer everything respond to every comment post and do everything. And then I could be done. And you have to get comfortable with this idea that it it's a living and breathing organism and it's True. always going to continue and you can't get to everything. You can't be everything for everyone. You kind of have to put your blinders on and do what you can. Um, and then like, just don't be an asshole. I think a lot of people either post and leave and they don't answer any comments. And I cannot stand that. Um, if I don't answer a comment, it's because I missed it. It's not because I didn't want to. True. Um, and I think that I also think the most important thing for me is just being real and being authentic, uh, and showing up like without filters and, you know, not all the time, but sometimes and right. showing the real side of me. And like that part, I think once I realize it's okay to do that, it becomes easier. 
because then I don't have to put on a full face of makeup every time I want to get on stories. Do you know what I'm saying? I can just get on. So once I kind of let myself be myself, social media has become easier, but it does take up. It's by far the majority. I spend more time on on the social media part of my job than I do on the fitness part. Right. Right. I can imagine. I mean, I mean, that's what you just touched on is so important, especially for someone who's just starting fitness. I think what you touched on as far as if you're your authentic self, then you don't need to put on a show every time because that gets exhausting. Yes. Like, so when I show up to class for me personally, it helps me maintain my energy levels where I can show up every week, which is so important to me about my consistency is so important to me that if I try to be something I'm not, then it drains your energy even more than, yes. than what you would, than what you're normally doing, which is draining anyway. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're giving so much of yourself that, you know, if you're trying to be something else then you got to put on this whole show and dance, but if you show up as yourself, it makes way easier. Brittany's dropping nuggets out here. <laughs> You know what I mean? Have a pen and paper. Yeah, I was like literally like, oh, I'm taking notes right now. <laughs> um, I think I think you do so, like being a new follower, you do such an amazing job of like like you mentioned on one of your stories the other day, like just providing value. Yes. And I think I think that's such a huge thing that people who want to grow a following miss. Mm-hmm. What what are some value points that you like to touch on on your Instagram? Yeah, so I, and this is something that I most recently started to do, but it is, when I started doing this, it completely changed my Instagram account and caused pretty massive growth pretty quickly. But I bucket all of my uh, content into four, what I call value buckets. One is uh, what I call demonstration. As a fitness instructor, I need to demonstrate fitness, right? Like that is generally what someone's coming to my account for. That is something that I post every single day. So I'm posting a workout, an exercise, something every single day. Uh, the other three are education, inspir- uh, education, entertainment, and selling. Mm. Um, I don't believe in selling all the time. Um, I do have some contractual obligations to True. sell some things. True. So uh, I want to make sure that I'm at least selling something that I have to at least once a week, just because I am trying to stay paid. For sure. <laughs> Girls got to eat. You For know show. what I'm saying? Um, but then the education piece and the entertainment piece, really making sure that every single day, it's not just educate, educate, educate. Some days it's demonstrate and educate. Some days it's demonstrate and inspire. Some days it's demonstrate, educate, entertain. You know what I mean? Sometimes all the things, but once I realize which categories, everything in those buckets, Mm. and if you're just posting a pretty picture or being like, happy Saturday, like you can do it. But that's not moving you, your audience forward in life. True. And so I try to only post things and I look at you know what I'm posting and say, what is this person getting out of it? And they could just be getting a laugh, right? That's it. They could just be getting a damn, that was deep. Yes, go girl, right? That it doesn't have to be this like lesson every time. Yeah. But I think that really focusing more on my audience and less on me 
completely shifted. Well, you, you look at my Instagram and it's just pictures of me, right? It's just, all it is, is me, but I never want someone to listen to the words that I'm using or read the text on the screen and think that this is Britney's Instagram account. It's not, it is your Instagram account, my audience. And it's just me providing you with information to make your life better. And in doing so that hopefully makes my life better. right? Right. But like you come first in that equation, in my opinion. Amazing. You mentioned, um, so, so good. Uh, you mentioned weird people. What's the most random, <laughs> what is the most random shit that's been requested that um, you're, that you're willing to share? Oh, I am an open book. I would share anything. <laughs> um, the feet, the feet pictures are definitely yeah. the weirdest mm-hmm. uh, and they happen. So I, so sweat will run ads from my account and it's always pictures of me doing bar and bar is, um, barefoot. Right. And I'm not kidding you. The minute one of those ads go live for the next like four months, it's just every day. It's like, I'm not kidding you. 15 to 20 men commenting about my feet, sending me DMS, asking if I would need a sugar daddy and all these things. It's like, it's just that to me is the weirdest of just how wow. many there are. It's wow. not what they say. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. your number the of volume, vo- the volume. Mm-hmm. That's insane. It's it's insane. Um, okay. Yeah, Oof. the feet the feet men they are, they're the weirdest. Yeah, that's for sure. That's that's freaking weird. Um, I, also, I think people also like there are people who get like their panties in a bunch about things that like you'll say, and like people will get really like combative. And yeah. while that's not ridiculous, it is actually truly unbelievable like how much people care about what a stranger is saying on the internet. True. That part's always weird to me. And I, but I will always, so one thing that I've started to do, and I highly recommend anyone who has a social media following to do this, because I do think that people enjoy it. If humor is part of your brand, like humor is definitely a part of my brand, but you know how people bots will comment yes. on your, I will respond to the bots. With me sarcasm. too. It's the, I love that. It's the best thing ever and people will start like a conversation about your comment do you know what i'm saying yeah that is oh hilarious. my god i that that has me like i used to you get so upset and like you would like you know like, swipe uh. it away like someone this morning commented what are you going to do with all that cake and i said like something like i don't know let me go ask my husband or like let me go like you know feed to my <laughs> husband or something do you know what i'm saying like, i made something basically being like backup buddy like you know what right. I mean? it was like you just gotta it just, it yeah, makes it I mean, fun. it makes the yeah. bad parts of social media fun. Yeah. When you lean into it and just like, yeah. Yeah. Like if you're going to be the kind of person to like comment on a stranger's Instagram, then like, I'm going to use my space and like actually tell yeah, you how the, I feel. Yeah. That's you're, fine. you're on my page. Right. Watch this response. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that. Um, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. I just, I just feel like <laughs> we just need a, we just need a breath right now. <laughs> Um, let's just, let's just move into our quick hitter questions. I'm here for it. Um, so there's three levels. Okay. Uh, and the first one is like either or so very basic. Um, and let's just dive right in. I'm ready. Um, actually, you know what? Let me rewind. Mm. I'm just going to edit this out. Uh, what was your, uh, like, okay. Cause I always forget this. What was your first experience in fitness? And was it one of those things where you're like, I want to do that. 
You know what I mean? You mean just athletics in general or, or true fitness? Group fit, group fitness. Group fitness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So first experience was when I very first moved to uh, Portland. So I am 28 at the time, 29-ish. Uh, and I have been a runner my whole life that has mm-hmm. been on the calling card it has been my identity and i knew that running was not going to be for forever or at least it couldn't be um something that i did every single day i have rheumatoid arthritis and my joints just cannot keep up with running every day it's too high impact so i was like okay i have two problems as i come to portland one i know absolutely no one i have zero friends and two i need a new workout so at the time class pass was still it was in the heyday of class pass where you could spend like two you could spend like two cents and get like unlimited classes (laughs) back then bring it back yeah i know actually don't because i would probably put a lot of the evil out of business (laughs) but it was nice for the consumers it's good for consumers um and so i just took every single fitness class that portland has to offer kickboxing spin bar yoga i strength training i did literally everything until I found that bar was something that I was trying, I was like waiting for my credits to like renew again. So I could go back to that same studio. Mm. And I was constantly, like, I could tell that like, that was what I was gravitating towards. Yeah. So my experience started off first, just like throwing a dart at a dartboard. Like I would just try anything. Yeah. And I hated most of it. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. But Fair. then when I got to bar, It was a first thing where when I would get there, I loved it so much, but I started, my brain started to drift off into this, like, I could do this. Oh, but if if the teacher said X, Y, and Z, I would have said it this way. Mm -hmm. And so like, well, I very quickly went from client, like fitness, group fitness client to group fitness instructor. Yeah. Um, Because once I was bought in, I loved it. And now I love group fitness. So when I quit Under Armour, I actually quit to become a personal trainer. So I've always been, I was doing sweat and Under Armour at the same time. Got it. And I quit Under Armour, kept doing sweat and then joined a gym to be a personal trainer and to do group fitness. But the goal was to be a personal trainer and I hated it. I hated it. I just did not lift me up. And I had great clients. It was not because I didn't enjoy the people right. or whatever. I enjoyed the gym. I still work there. But there's something about the energy with group fitness that fills my cup up twofold that now I'm like, I can't, I don't want to go back to one-on-one training because like, it just doesn't do it for me like group fitness does. I am the same exact way. Like one-on-ones, I don't know. I'm fucking awkward and shit. So like, <laughs> like I'm like, I like, okay. And then, you know, like programming is programming. Right. Um, not my strong suit. <laughs> like Fair. for sure. We, have to, we all have to know it. And so, uh, but I, I do love the group setting for sure. It's, and it's, it's very much, uh, like you said, fills my cup in a completely different way. Well, I think you too have to know. And I think, you know, knowing that you teach at Barry's, you're probably like this too. Certainly I've never taken one of your classes before, but I'm going to guess that like the experience is just as important as keeping the client safe, getting an effective workout, whatever that, of course, safety and a good workout have to be on the calling card because like that's 
you know, that's how we do. It's always, always, yeah, it's always baseline for sure. But like, I need the curated playlist. I need the like pump up and the high fives and the, and then one-on-one that just completely goes by the wayside. There's still an experience, but it's not this loud in your face. Holy shit. What just happened? But I crushed that workout kind of sensation. Yeah. Um, I I just think that you need a group. I think you need a group to do that. For sure. I like to think of it as like a story. Like, mm-hmm. you know, every group workout is like a story. Like what yes. story are we telling? Like yes. where are the peaks, where are the valleys? Like one-on-ones, I just don't get that feeling. It's just like, all right, we're progressing. Correct. Yeah. Cool. Next exercise. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Like um, that you understood that one-on-one, not my thing. Let's go to group fitness. I mean, it makes sense. Someone like me, who's very indecisive is like, (laughs) it's like, I I don't know. Maybe I like it. I don't don't know. It was a really tough decision because, so I started personal training in September of last year. Mm. And I think I quit in February. So like some of those clients, we were just hitting our stride and really just starting to see uh, changes in their bodies, whether that be in physical performance, in aesthetics, how they look, whatever right. it was. Right. And to quit at that time, I honestly, mm. it was one of the harder decisions that I've had to make in a while. Yeah. Because like I felt like I was quitting people. Mm. That yeah, was tough. Do you know what I'm saying? Like literally yeah. looking someone in the eye and say, I don't want to train you. Yeah. Not because I'm moving, not because I'm going to a different gym. Nope. I'm right not here. Because I'm, of you even. I'm literally, yeah, yeah. Like I'm literally staying right here. Like you're still gonna, it's still awkward yeah. because I will teach a group fitness class and my ex-clients are training with a personal trainer at the same time. Yeah, like, so hey. it's hey, yeah, hi. Hope so, it's going great. Yeah, you look good job. Yeah. You know? Um, so that part was really hard, but like I just knew because when I had to go to the gym and do a personal fit or a group training class, I would get up, I was going, there was a smile yeah, on my face, yeah, I had a pep in my yeah. step. And the days that I was going to the gym to personal train, I was dragging my feet, I was complaining, I was pouring myself that second or third cup of caffeine just to get myself hype. Like it just, I just was a different person. Yep, that's when you know. That's when yeah. you know. All mm-hmm. right, now we're going to quick hitters. I'm here. I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Boom. I'm Level one. I'm gonna start sweating again. The heat. Yeah, I'm I'm like sweating already. I never turn my AC on if this makes you feel good. We're yeah, on the like, same page. No, I feel I'm, like I'm you know what? With you, I'm with you. No, you're you're. I feel like you're disrespecting me right now. Like, turn your AC on. No, I'm gonna do it. We're uh, all right. Fine. Here we go. We're a team. Level one, either right. or, or would you rather? Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Ooh. Even though I love a good taco because I'm from Texas, but pizza, no question. Uh, do you have a good like pizza spot in Portland? Portland's got pretty good food. Do I? I think P- P- Portland actually recently was named the best pizza place like in the country. Really? Yes. I don't know by who. It probably was by a Portland magazine. I'm only kidding when I say <laughs> also, that. Also, you know, you can only give it to New York so many times probably. Right. Correct. And I think that's what it is. Like New York is known for having its pizza. And then there's the Chicago and the right. Detroit. Like they have their kinds. True. And yes, they are the best at those kinds. But just in terms of like walking into, and I say this about all of Portland restaurants. And I think Seattle's this way, but I do think Portland takes the cake. Portland versus Seattle on this. When you just walk into any restaurant in Portland, I generally think it is better than that version of a restaurant somewhere else. 
like the yeah, level, yeah, yeah. the level that all Portland restaurants are at is just a little bit higher. So you can still get your crappy dollar, whatever wings, you know what I mean? <laughs> they aren't very good, but those wings are going to be better yeah, than yeah, the dollar yeah. wings that you're going to get in Minneapolis. Yeah. The Portland McDonald's hits different. Yeah. In the San Antonio. Never been there, but I, I have a feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that, that, that's but what I, you're yes, saying though. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I am. And so like, I think that like Portland, the Portland food scene while yes, of course you go to New York and you can have like the best food experience possible, but like you gotta like be on the wait list to know the people True. and whatever Portland. It's like none of that. And the food to me is like, and my husband's a huge foodie. So we have been to a lot of restaurants uh also i feel like yeah. Port- portland like kind of put like food trucks on the map yeah for big time big time like so, the quality that you can get out of a food truck that's kind of saying. kind of scares me yeah like, that's what i'm saying this is kind of amazing yeah. uh uh sorry real quick favorite mm-hmm. pizza spot oh yeah i never answered uh, it's called ken's pizza uh it is do you have you heard of ken no Flo- but i'm going Florent? i think his name is ken furnish flourish look up Pizza Ken Portland cookbook. Got it. Done. <laughs> but like Done. he is like a master when it comes to pizza. Uh, it's my favorite. Um, sweet. Well, so when I come down to Portland, I'm gonna hit you up. Yes. And, we'll go. and then we'll go to Ken's. Yes, we'll Joe. get a Caesar salad and Ooh. pizza. Ooh, <laughs> love yep. love that combo. Um. Yeah. Okay. Here's a here's a new one that oh, I thought oh. was really funny. Would you rather have a really good chicken nugget with poor sauce, or Really good sauce. I love with this a question. poor chicken nugget. So much. I love this question so much. <laughs> I think I would prefer to have good sauce. Mm, like you're like fuck the nuggets, whatever. Well, which is very unlike me because I like don't like um I don't like a lot of sauces. Mm. I'm very much a plain person. Like, give me the plainest whatever. Like, like fries, whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I hate ketchup. I don't like ketchup either. Oh my gosh. You are my people. Like there's probably only 12 of us in the world, but I cannot stand. Like I have a hatred. Like it's a, it's my arch nemesis. I I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, no, I absolutely not. Uh, it's weird that I said sauce, but something tells me if I have just a real, like the best level sauce Mm, beats the mm. best level chicken nugget. I think I feel you. I I, I haven't even thought about this question myself, but Mm. I think I feel you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Are you a dog person or a cat person or neither? Uh, Are so you I an have a person. I'm an animal person. Um, I don't know. So here's my thought process. I had both growing up. My gut tells me I'm a dog person, but I also think that that's what I'm supposed to say. I'll I be honest. You. I, I think that like, I have friends that have dogs and like, we're going to listen to this and be like, yeah. And like, what? Oh my God. But like, uh both you love my dog yeah and i do i love dogs but i i like cats personalities like i think that like kind of the sassiness and then like i'm gonna do whatever i want yeah i get cat vibes from you that about yeah like i exactly like i am definitely more of a sassy cat than i am the like good old boy golden retriever feel you but if i was to have my own pet The smell of a cat of cat litter, Ooh, like just does it for me. But that's then tough. I also don't want to like pick up my dog's warm poop every day. Every day. So Two, I three times don't a have a pet, as you can tell. Yeah, you're like, nope. Just <laughs> from yeah. this conversation, yeah. you can tell. I love uh, so yours. My gut tells me 
to say dog. If I was reincarnated one versus the other, she'd come back as a cat though. Great answer. Yeah. Uh, are you a texter or a caller? Oh, texter. Mm. Texter. When my husband and I were long distance, I'm we probably had 10 phone calls yeah. that entire year. I'm I'm the same way. Yeah. Like uh, would you would you rather spend three hours on the beach or in nature? Nature. Mm. I don't really like water. Oh, really? Yeah, it just it doesn't do it for me. I think because I grew up in central Texas and there was no, we didn't go to the beach. There was no like, yeah, 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 it just yeah. wasn't something that we did. Uh, but I'm a huge runner and I love running in the trails of Portland. Like Pacific mm. Northwest nature is like yeah. the creme de la creme. So like some of my favorite vacations have been like, Grand Canyon-esque type things. So like, I would much rather do that. Yeah, you know what else doesn't like water? Cats. Cats. <laughs> See, I'm there, you. there you go. I think I think that I my gut tells me dog, but I think it's cat. Um, are you standing? Yeah. Oh my God, I just realized that. <laughs> yep, I have a standing desk. <laughs> I was like, is she standing? Yeah, cause like the way that I'm like moving, you're like- Yeah, oh, I'm like, like, like that's are you moving of, like that? Yeah. That's a lot of movement for someone sitting in a chair. I'm no, like, I'm <laughs> very expressive. And so it's funny, the first few on my own podcast, the first few episodes I've filmed. So I've always had a standing, not always, but yeah, yeah, yeah. for a while I've had a standing desk. But Since it, they were a thing. It moves up and down. Oh, cool. And so for my podcast, I started filming sitting down and I find that I have- like I just have a lot of energy to give. Yeah, you know, and it's hard for me to like sit and give it. So now I stand. Motion creates emotion. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I gotta write that one down. That's good. Yeah. You should trademark that. Yeah, uh, it's a it's in a movie. I can't remember what movie. But, oh, but so motion. you stole it. Yeah, Got I did. it. I did. I'm a I'm a big stealer. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Fake it. Yeah. Aren't we all? Uh, <laughs> aren't we all? Uh, I I like this question. Would you rather? Oh, I feel like I might know the answer. Maybe it's neither. Mm. Would you okay. rather explore the ocean? or explore space space yeah i figured space with the blows sp yeah space blows my i mean the ocean does blow my mind yeah for sure but if i never swam another day in my life i'd be Whatever. fine uh ocean, uh space blows my mind i think it Hell is yeah. completely fascinating do i think it's a little ridiculous that all the billionaires in the world right now are trying to go into space yeah like i'm not necessarily here for all of that but I do think it is fascinating uh, and it kind of makes me a little creeped out every time I think about it too hard. For sure. It makes it, it makes you remember how small we are. Do you think there are aliens? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Too. For sure. hundred percent. Like, I don't think that they're the green beings that we've learned yeah, to but possibly like, the, the con yeah, maybe, but the concept that there is not some other sort of microorganism that like, doesn't just hit all the boxes. It That's might what be I'm small. Saying. It might be microscopic and we can't see it. Yes. But like, I refuse like, to believe. I almost believe that there are other version of humans. Yeah, see, out I don't there. know. See, that's where I get, I don't know if I believe that. My husband is big on the um, simulation. Yeah. Like conspiracy yeah, yeah, yeah. theory. That too, that too. And uh, that's where I'm just like, no, I'm out on that. Like, I don't believe <laughs> in that. I don't believe that there's like some other Britney out there living a parallel life in like yeah, the multiverse. You know? I don't believe that, but I do believe that there is like way more planets that are just 100%. doing exactly what we're doing, but their version of it. hundred percent. Uh, would you, uh, rather see what's going to happen in the future or change the past? Oh, I mean, I think I would change the past. Mm. 
I feel like, again, I feel like that's not the answer you're supposed to give, but there's just like a few things that I'm like, if I could just change this. Just, uh, just, uh, it's like, Ooh, what is it? You know, um, definitely this is going to get deep, but definitely how I reacted to my parents' divorce when I was in high school. Mm. Like, I just think that those three, so this is very top of mind for me because my mom just sent me all of my yearbooks and I'm reading all the like notes that my friends gave me. Love and that. it's just very clear. There's one year where like, you can tell I was just angry Yeah, but just by people's response. They're like, you're a little psycho, but had fun with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people are like, we don't really talk anymore. Cause you're kind of rude, but, and I'm just like, I clearly was going through some stuff yeah. and I would maybe have just like shifted. I would just maybe like go to therapy, mm. you know? So like, I would change that. I would ask my grandparents, like my grandfather was this war hero and had done all these things. And I didn't ask any questions because, you know, you're like 10. You don't think to ask, like, what was it like being really high up in the military True. during every single war over the past, you know, 40 years? He's in the military for 30 something years. Damn. Like, I would have asked a lot more questions. So yeah. it's not necessarily that I would change like the trajectory of things, but I think I would ask a lot more questions. I would have been way more. Just, just shit you don't do when you're correct. 12. Like the future, I'll handle it. That's yep. fine. But like, I wish I could go back and change mm. a few things or ask a few questions. Mm. All right. This is, that's a good segue into level two because now we're starting to get more in depth, but still mm -hmm. kind of, still kind of, yeah. No, no. Yep. Like if you had a super human ability, what would it be? Reading minds. And I know that everyone says you're the second person in my like latest yeah. feed of pods to say, that? to say that. I'm like, yo, no way, but go so on everyone. So here's the thing. Everyone says you don't want to know what people are thinking because you're going to get like the bad and the good. Yes. But I'm kind of like, that's kind of what social media is. Like, I kind of think I'm living that life already. Like, if someone wants to say something bad to me, they're saying it to me. These and days. even if it's cryptic, you kind of know what they mean. Yeah. And I like, I kind of am like, okay, so if one of my friends kind of secretly hates me, good. I'm not going to spend my time with that person. Yeah. And I think that I would, there's so much good that can come from like helping a person. And like, I might actually understand what my husband wants because I could read his mind. <laughs> Damn. You know what I'm saying? Yo, no. Rob, don't Rob, listen to this. No, he he won't. I'm telling you, he won't. Um, but uh, you know, you you, yeah. you and I think it was Evan actually who mm -hmm. said that. Uh, make it a strong case. Yeah. It's I just making, making I think a strong you could, case. There would be like with any kind of superhero experience, there would be a lot of good, but then you would have to internalize the internalize bad. the all, power. Like yeah. all superheroes are like saving the world, but then there's one kind of like thing that True. they have to deal with. True. That would just be I'll take that yep. burden. You'll on take you that guys. burden. Yeah, I'll take yeah, that yeah. burden on to help uh, people. Do you have a favorite treat meal? Like your like, if you had a last meal on earth, what would it be? Yeah, well, if I had to pick the entire treat, if I, well, it's going to be multi-course as it should be. Mm -hmm. uh, eggs, like scrambled or fried eggs on avocado toast with a little cracked sea salt and like cracked pepper with a little olive oil. The runny yolk. Yes, runny yolk and a little lemon zest. Sourdough, wow. crispy. I'm in for that for mm. breakfast. Yes. Then I need pizza, like just- yep. Cans. That has to happen. Cans would be great. Yeah, yep. I'm in for it. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then um, chocolate chip cookies and ice cream. Ooh, like, like a little, like a little warm. 
Yes. So like warm straight out of the oven, oh. chocolate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chocolate chip with like some oatmeal, some maybe some walnuts or pecans. Give me some cinnamon it, in there. Does it need to be a bougie ice cream or can it can it be no, like a straight up like dryers? Do you guys have salt and straw? In yeah. 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 So I feel like salt and straw is not as big in other cities as they are in True. Portland. In Portland, True. it's like the line you got you're waiting. Hours. Yeah, because it'd be like weird as shit. Why? Because Portland be weird as shit. Oh, yeah, of course. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, it's just, there are, I don't know, five, six salt and straws in Portland. And the line is, I live three blocks from one. Yeah. And so I can confirm all hours of the day. It's just, you're waiting. Damn, I'm about to get some today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they have a, a cinnamon snickerdoodle. Ooh. Uh, that's really good. So I would do that with a chocolate cookie. Excellent call. Yeah. Um, do you have any hidden talents like that not too many people know about? Oh. No. Yeah, I guess First of all, I don't really have any secret. I'm an open book. Yeah, I was going to say, you're pretty so open. If so I like, did have one, you'd be seeing yeah, it on my I'd be like, yo, I'm trying to flaunt everything <laughs> I got, all right? Like, nothing no, is hidden here. I don't think I do. No. What a, well, l- looks like you got a plant back there. Would you say you're a green thumb? No, those are fake as fake. All right, there be. you go. I'm not. I have one real... Um, I have one real plant in my house and it's it hasn't grown the entire year. Like mm. it, it was growing last summer and then it went through the winter and like I read it and it's like, okay, it really won't grow any during the winter. So like, cool. And now I'm like any day now and it yeah. still hasn't grown. So I've probably killed it. Um, do you have a dream dinner guest? Could be fictional, real. Yeah. Let's um, more than one or can I just have one? If it's a group, it can be a group, mm. but it can't be like two individuals. Okay. But let's hear one A and like. So here's, here's, I always have my standard answer for this, which is like, if I had to be a group, the number one person I always say is Oprah. One, because I have like 20,000 questions I want to ask her. Yeah. But then I also think that she would be good to ask the other people good questions. So like, it's kind of like twofer, but I still, I think that would be my, still would be my answer. Like, I think that just she embodies so much of what, not what I want to do in terms of, I don't want to be on television like that or interviewing people necessarily, but just like how clear she is with who she is and her voice and her willingness. Like she's gone through some high and lows with like her weight and like having to like speak about that in public. And I feel like she always does it in a way that feels real. Um, Maybe it hasn't always felt real, but recently it feels real. Like I really respect that about her. Um, So I think Oprah would be my answer. Dope. But I usually, um, when it's a group, I always include, uh, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I'm kind of doing it for the sound bite. I always include like Charles Manson or someone really crazy. I'm in, I'm in thrall and so intrigued. Give me someone who just like did like who effed people up, who did something really bad. I would love to interview them and just like, like and get why? honest answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I want an actually get your... honest answers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I, this give is them assuming that they would give me, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is assuming that they would give me the truth. I feel you. That's a good I answer. Love, bring, give me like Oprah Prince and Charles Manson and I'm in. <laughs> what a group. <laughs> uh, so are you like a true crime pod listener? necessarily uh no i definitely am not i can't say that i am but i was a psychology major uh in um college and i did it with the intent of like i really like i worked in in high school um at a um uh psych ward Mm. and like worked with people who had like all ranges of wow brain diseases which kind of um 
interpreted itself in very different ways and very yeah. different behaviors. And that stuff fascinates me. So while I certainly don't deal with any of that anymore, I love to listen to, I think, variants of human behavior. And that's what I really, I really think that like when people are like, you know, serial killers and stuff like that, I just think that they have a, uh, uh, something in their brain is just maximized. Like some people are really, really fit. Yeah, they're just really, really egotistical, or yep. they lack empathy, or whatever. Like it's just an extreme. A, to yeah, me. it's a different. Yeah. Way to express the same passion correct. or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, and it's obviously a very bad way, but I just think of them as the extreme. So the same right. way that like we look at a uh, Michael Phelps or Usain Bolt and say exactly. that they are an outlier in right physical feats those are just outliers in emotional right in emotional uh, I feel you. states so that, I that, of, that i'm stuff, obsessed with that that stuff fascinates me too um yeah but true crime i just think if i listened to it i wouldn't be able to look like i'm already afraid to be like a woman walking down the street i don't yeah. need to be reminded that like yeah no i yeah. can't do that uh all right man we are moving and grooving <laughs> let's go level three actually yeah okay this is part of level three any advice that you would give someone starting in fitness um yeah and it would be to learn 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 i think that um i felt very pressured and again this is the only child in me to have all of the answers and to know exactly why i'm programming everything and why exactly we're doing this and i held myself i felt like i wasn't worthy enough yeah and i would say it's okay to be a beginner ask a thousand questions about like, I really wish I could go back and ask way more questions when mm. I first started. And then I would learn way more. I think that like we should constantly be getting um, certifications. I wish they weren't as expensive as they are. True. And while I think that more can be learned from in-person um, experience, yeah. I think what does happen is that most people know, okay, I'm gonna use an example. I know that if someone um, lacks squat depth or they have knee pain in their squats, that elevating their heels up on a riser can be more beneficial and can actually make that pain-free. Cool, that's something that you might know. But like, do you know why? Like, do you know, like, you're right. gonna learn that because you know that it works, but like you need someone to teach you about the knee and how the quads the why. the knee and the yeah, why. Yeah. And like, to me, that's where I've been spending a lot of my time trying to learn because mm -hmm. I think I've gotten to the point in my career to where I know what to tell people. I know how to make a workout work for you, but I don't necessarily know why I'm making right. all those adjustments. So I think that that would be something that if I would have done earlier, I just think I would be more well-rounded now, you know, five, right. six years. Well, and it, it gives you the confidence to be able to teach and say, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, like on your Instagram, for instance, where it's yes. like, okay, like I have the confidence to say this because I'm learning it. Correct. Yep. You know, and, and going back to what you're saying is providing education for your Instagram. Like, yes. it's like, it's like so key. Um, yeah. Constantly just con like, just learn. And like, yeah. you think, you know, like just being able to write a workout while probably is the hardest part of the job, <laughs> uh, is just scratching the surface. Mm. Um, what advice would you give your younger self? Um, I think I would push, this is going to sound, anyone who knows me is going to be like, really, this is your answer. Uh, <laughs> I would push myself a little bit harder. I think that I, um, I had the opportunity to be a uh, professional runner and I said no to go into business. So when I left uh, my track and cross country career uh, in Houston, I just 
put up the spikes and said never again. Wow. Uh, I kind of wish, and I had so much energy and I was in such good shape back then that I think I was pushing so hard yeah. in my corporate job that I wish I would have pushed myself um, that same way, that same way, even if it's just local races or, um, yeah. it didn't have to be sports, just something like I wrapped so mm. much of my life into, uh, my career yeah. that I would like take that same energy and that gusto that you have and just be developing something else on the side right. that obviously became fit. It doesn't have to be money related. It doesn't have to be career, True. but just have a passion outside of your nine to five, uh, that you can develop to be more well-rounded. Yeah. So just pouring into something else. Yeah. Um, what are some short-term goals and some long-term goals you have? Like short-term being in the next year, long-term, like five to 10? Yeah, short-term, um, I'm currently getting, I just started two days ago, so this is fresh, uh, but giving my uh, nu- nutrition certification. Um, oh, wow. So that, that's something that I have no plans on like becoming a nutrition coach, but I do find a majority of my questions on the internet are about nutrition and I do feel educated enough to answer them, but I'm like, I kind of the same, what I was going through. Like, I know the answers are, but I don't know why, you know? Um, like I know that you should have a lot of protein to grow muscle, but like, well, I do know the, I do know the why behind that one, but you get was that example, (laughs) but you get my point. Um, so I would say, I really want to focus more on learning nutrition. Um, I have my pre and postnatal certification. Uh, but again, I want to go a little bit deeper there and then, um, strength training as well. So I teach strength training in person now, but I want to continue to, I think, develop that muscle pun, not intended of just, um, being more well-rounded. I think that's all career stuff, short-term, For sure. uh, long-term, I definitely say it would be more family focused. Like mm-hmm. I long-term want to start a family. Um, I think finding a balance between career and family life is really important for me. And I would say that's definitely the long-term goal is just continuing to balance those two so that I'm not, I very easily can just be career, 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 career. Like that's my personality. Uh, and so like, it is my sole goal in the next 10 years to like, even that balance out. Great answer. Um, what would you change in the fitness industry? If there's one thing you could change? Oh, so, uh, it's two things, but it's kind of one. So I would, I think the honest answer is, which hopefully a lot of people say is there's so much toxic messaging out there. And I think a lot of people using, um, manipulating words and, um, to make people think that this is what's going to get them the body that they want. Right. And they are uh, poor toxic messaging that I think that's my answer, right? Like I want that to go Mm -hmm. away. But the second level of that is there's this new trend that's happening on social media of trainers pointing out other trainers that are wrong, whether they're showing the video of something crazy that someone says, and then like, and then they flip to them and they're like hating, isn't it ridiculous that he said this? Here's, I cannot stand that. Mm. Like, if you want to educate people about something, just say it with your words. You don't need to hoist up someone and like lynch them in front of the world. To right. be like, Look how dumb this person is to prove your point. And I really, that is probably what irks me the most right now because like the toxic messaging isn't going to go away. Unfortunately, right. it's going to always be there. But that kind of like, like hating and pointing fingers at your colleagues, like, take the opportunity to educate that person and send them a DM one-on-one and say, Hey, some of this thing, some of the things you said here isn't based in science. You're going to get someone hurt, whatever it is, like have that conversation one-on-one, but to do it in public, um, 
I think that it's okay to comment on someone's posts and say like, Hey, I don't necessarily agree with this. Um, like let's maybe have a conversation offline. Yeah. There's civil like, ways to do it. Yeah. I cannot stand this. I'm going to get popular for throwing other people under the bus. Yeah. I feel you. I, that is so big right I feel now. You. On social media and it yeah, yeah. Me um, that's yeah. That's I, I see that all the time and it does bother me because I mean, for me, <laughs> I should, I should be posting more educational stuff, but I'm like, I'm just going to be wrong in fucking like three months. Right. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh shit, I have a that. new, a new study's yes. out where it's like a full fuck. Like, yes. you know, I've done that. I, there's, I, there's probably some things that I should probably go back and delete off of my Instagram, but I'm, you know, but it's like, you know, I, what, I'm not going to, because like, right. I, I, I want to be real with people. And like the same way that I learn, I, I get better too. I have to get better as a trainer too. That's a good call. You know, like that's actually a, like some good content, like being like, oh my God, like, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't that's know everything. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like look at what I said back here. I don't even agree just now. in the like, last two years, we're constantly like, changing. Like there are things in my, so the way that my sweat program works in the app is that like we film it all batched all at once and then it kind of rolls out over time. Yeah. So I filmed some of that content two years ago and I'm just like the things I know now, like that's right. bad in that yeah. program, but there's just little things like, oh, we didn't do enough rotational movement or enough yeah. side to side movement. It's just like little things that I'm like, God, I wish I could go back, but yeah. you can't hate on it. You yeah. know, you gotta, you do your best with what you have at the time and you can't regret that when you get For to- sure. For sure. All right. We're getting close. I want to be respectful of your time. <laughs> <laughs> like this is, this has just been way no, too long. I love it. Uh, I could talk all day. What's your why? What pulls you out of bed in the morning? Um, honestly, I think fitness has allowed me to become a better person. I like to say that what I've learned in the four walls of a gym, I have applied to everything else outside of the gym Mm. and it has made me a better person. And my why is to get people to believe in themselves for the one hour a day that they work out so that they can believe in themselves the other 23 hours of the day. Like, because that's changed my life. It's made me more confident. It's made me happier. It's made me go after the things I want. It's made me believe in myself. Like if I can just do that for other people, the world right. would be a better place in my opinion. Yeah. Mm, good, 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 good answer. Uh, all right. Who would you like to hear on the off the waitlist podcast? And you have to try and help me get them on. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so funny. I have, I had this answer. And then I swear I saw on Instagram that they're doing a podcast somewhere. And I don't know if it's yours or somewhere else's, but the Sweeney's. No question. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Are like life goals, in my opinion. <sighs> right? Yeah. I mean, ha- yeah. No, for sure. I haven't done Rowdy Box yet, but I need to. Yeah. I hate boxing, but I would do it because I think Sammy, like I want to be Sammy when I grow up. And I say that she's only a few years older than me, <laughs> but like, that's who I like emulate success to yeah, be. Yeah, like, yeah. She's just such a badass. She sure is. She's a great mom. She's a great business owner. Uh, but yeah, the Sweeney's are like, I listen to anything that they would do. Definitely, definitely on the list. And it's going Love to it. happen. It is going Good. to happen. All right. In closing, this is what I always yes. do. Let the people know where they can find you, how they can connect with you, all that good stuff. I don't call it self-promotion because I'm forcing you to do it. (laughs) I appreciate that. Uh, You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Brittany Williams. Brittany is spelled B-R-I-T-A-N-Y. You can find my workout programs on the Sweat app. Uh, You can just type in Sweat wherever you get your apps on your phone or on your computer. Uh, and you can listen to my podcast filter free Friday. You can search for whatever podcast or 
are found. Those are the places. Boom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we spent way too much time together, but there is no, no, that's not true. That's not I, true. This was the I, perfect amount of time. This was, this is really, really great. I so appreciate you taking the time out of your day, uh, spending some time with us and our listeners. Um, I can't wait to meet you. I'm coming down to Portland at some point let's, and let's have pizza yeah, and salt yeah. and straw. We're going to, yep. Pizza, salt and straw, all that good yep. stuff. Go get I'm it. Ready. Go get some food. Um, thank you again so, so much. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.